welcome to Fully Fit Life, where exercise promotes freedom and diet is a four-letter word. Two guys, one goal. Join them on their journey to live a more healthy and joy-filled life. Good evening, world. Welcome to the next episode of the Fully Fit Life podcast and broadcast for those of you tuning in on YouTube. You've got your hosts, Frank Ferreira and Martin Straw here with you tonight. Frank, what are we going to talk about? We want to talk about good calories, right? We want to talk uh, about quality of calories. Yeah, yeah, good or bad. What the heck is going on with calories, right? Because they come in different flavors, don't they? They do. They do. Sweet or savory, you know? <laughs> right. And uh, sometimes I think our body knows what kind of calories. Sometimes I think we confuse it. And sometimes I think we abuse it. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, you know what we didn't do? We didn't say, hi. Hi, Frank. How are you tonight? <laughs> doing really well, Marty. We just kind of jumped. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. We just jumped right in, you know, all four feet at once. Yeah, that's that's okay too. Yeah. Here we are, yeah. day after Father's Day. Did you have a good Father's Day, Frank? I did. Um, a couple of them. Well, all my children are fathers, except for my daughter, but they all have kids and. Uh, so their kids and we zoomed and went out on the boat and swam out in the river and had a great time. Barbecued, of course, and had a great time. Uh, so how about you? How about sounds you? wonderful. Yeah, we we uh, actually barbecued as well. Made some nice sliders. Uh, replaced the bun with grilled yam. So I sliced okay. the yam about quarter half inch thick grill that up and then grill the burgers and then throw whatever you want on there and uh so good so good one of my favorites i think i'm going to try that with uh three quarter inch sliced beets and uh hey, there see you how go. that tastes yeah Get some nice beets out there very good yeah we had chicken chicken and what else vegetables anyway yeah i think the kids had some hot dogs <laughs> and then I must confess to everybody out there that yes, even though you know we we talk about all the good stuff and you know being on the right track and everything, my wife made a chocolate cake from scratch, so we know every ingredient that's in the thing at least. It's all good stuff, right? Um, Right. But uh, yeah, I did indulge in a little bit of that. So it's just so good. She makes great stuff. And, chocolate uh, over chocolate or yellow cake or chocolate cake? No, chocolate cake with uh, white buttercream frosting, So, which my oh, daughter actually okay. had the frosting. So. Okay. Yeah, they kind of oh, teamed up nice. on that. And, well, yeah. you know, when it's Father's Day, they got to they gotta treat you special. Yeah. You know. Yep. It's from the heart. So, yeah. And so, I mean, it just goes to show you that, yes, we can have the occasional sweet treat. The yeah. key is, of course, don't get lost in it. You know, don't, yeah. don't overindulge. Good for you. 
So quality of calories, quality. Where do we begin? Where do yeah. we begin with the quality of calories? What, what would you, what would you well, say? You know, I've got, um, I've got a little something on that. And it's something that I hear regularly. And that is about counting calories. And you, you see it often in print, you hear it on various podcasts or whatever, that it's all about calories in versus calories out. And last, last time we were together, we kind of did a deep dive on the way that our body uses calories. So how we use that fuel, because we talked about, you know, calories really are fuel. They're, it's a unit of measure of energy. And so the three different ways that our body uses calories are one, our basal metabolic rate, which is just the stuff that your body is doing at rest when you're not eating. So it's just, you know, you could be, this could be when you're sleeping, this could be, you, you know, you're wrapping up the day with sitting down, maybe watching a, a nice comedy or something to, you know, kind of just wind down, whatever, but you're really not doing much of anything. And this is our basal metabolic rate, just everything our body has to do so we can breathe and pump blood and all that good stuff. Then we have the thermic effect of food, which is when we eat, things get kind of upregulated to digest. So that's the thermic effect of food. And then we have activity thermogenesis. And this is uh, broken down into two categories. One is non-exercise activity thermogenesis or NEAT, N-E-A-T. And that one is the unintentional exercise. So this is you, you know, you get out of bed and you walk to the bathroom. Okay, that walking wasn't intentional exercise, but it was actually exercise. You know, you walk out to check the mail or whatever. You know, those, those kind of things are not intentional exercise. So then the, the second type of activity thermogenesis is intentional exercise. You go to the gym to work out. You take a run in the morning or whatever it might be. That is intentional activity. So that's a big difference from the unintentional where it just kind of happens. So we have a, a certain requirement, if you will, and I, and I put that in quotes because it's not a hard, fast requirement, but it's a it's an average day kind of requirement for what we do throughout the day. And that would be our base level of what we need as far as units of energy or calories. So it's typical to use, say, 2,500 calories for an average, and this would be an average male. That's kind of the starting number. And then the the diet industry is always pushing the whole 
calories in versus calories out. If you want to lose weight, what you have to do is you have to have more calories out. So expended some one way or another, those three categories that we talked about, then you take in. So you need to take in fewer than you're expending in order to lose weight. And, you know, there's, there's a certain truth to that, but I think it's also kind of not completely accurate because what I have found is if people are eating well, then one, they seem to automatically kind of lower their caloric consumption, but by eating well, they're also upping that quality of those input calories. So you're, you're kind of doing two things at once. You know, when you eat healthy, whole foods, as we've talked about, I think on every episode, healthy, whole food, healthy, whole food. When you, when you consume healthy, whole food, you are more satiated. So you get that full feeling and you may eat less. Whereas if you're filling up on, let's say the poor quality calories, like a soda, for example, you know, you drink a soda, that's couple hundred calories right there and because you drank those you really don't get that satiated feeling and that really causes issues because you're going to feel hungry still and you're going to consume more calories and they're probably going to be along the same line um, as like the soda ones, the cruddy ones. All right. So yeah, we get a lot more satiated feeling when we have those quality calories. When you talk about soda pop and satiated uh, feeling, it's like a vicious circle where we are drinking the, I'll call it an empty, uh, empty calorie. Yep. We think we're getting energy. The body goes, oh, this is terrible. This, there's, no, there's no value here. So it tells your body or your brain, hey, I'm still hungry, while it's storing that sugar as fat. And it's really giving us that mitochondrial cell level energy. And so it's working quite against us, you know. Right, right. Because if you're not using that through immediate activity, then it's not going to be utilized at all. So right. your, your body's got to get it out of there. We've talked about this before too. Body's got to get that sugar out of your bloodstream. And since you're not doing anything, your muscles don't need any glycogen. So it's not going right. to go there. So straight to adipose tissue. Adipose tissue. I love that word. <laughs> AKA fat. Yep. White adipose tissue. 
Yep, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So now you uh, you called the soda, you called that empty calories. And I think that that is a brilliant way to describe that, Frank. I really do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not only because you don't get that satiated feeling, but also because there is no nutritional value in a soda pop. There really is no. not. And, and if we picked on soda pop or marshmallows or something like that, or just plain table sugar, you know, we can say, okay, uh, some of them have a high corn syrup fructose. Uh, of course, white table sugar is just purified sugar. And um, th there really isn't a value of high fructose corn syrup or whatever it is. Even diet soda is terrible and works against you. And we talked about that yeah. before. I don't know how much detail we went into, but there's that quality that it's lacking and it's an empty quality. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, I, I mentioned the chocolate cake that I thoroughly enjoyed yesterday. And yes, that too really was empty calories. However, right. it also did contain all natural stuff. So it could be worse. Your example of the diet soda, I mean, that's got some nasty stuff in it. Just read that label. If if you can, you if, you, if you can read it, yeah, right. You know, if you what, can decipher the words, what language is this? You know, yeah. There was no artificial colors. There were no artificial flavors. It was all right. natural. So yeah. even on the empty calories that that contained, at least they weren't detrimental. Versus so many, artificial. Yeah, and so many processed foods today are full of really either completely void calories or borderline poisonous calories just yeah. from the, the nasty ingredients that are in there. So when we're talking about the ingredients and processed food, so you have... Uh, let's say that soda pop, whether it's diet or non-diet, it's got empty calories, but then you got the processed food. And even though it contains calories, it contains probably more processed chemicals than it does food. So all those lists of ingredients are still empty calories also of little to no value. Now, who are we to judge what processed food has with little or to no value? Uh, when you look at good quality organic food with all those macronutrients that we need, those are the things that feed our, our uh, gut biome. Good quality, we allow our body to run efficiently. Right. And, you know, we could take the example, let's say, for breakfast, Joe Schmuck sits down to have breakfast and he's got a nice glazed donut from the the donut factory just down the street and he's got a nice cup of coffee 
and he sits down and he's enjoying that with his wife before he goes off to the office, right? Well, he's eating that donut that's fried in some dreadful sort of non-good fat. Right. Talked about fat also. And they don't use the high quality stuff to do that. No, no shop don't. does for deep frying. They can't afford no. it. You know, it's just too, it would be cost prohibitive. Uh, so it's understandable yeah. why they do it. But do we really want to be consuming that stuff? You know, plus the low quality other ingredients, the fact that you're ingesting the wheat, which we've talked about grains and what's wrong with grains. You've got all the sugar that that thing is caked in. And the best thing he had at breakfast was his cup of coffee, which really right. is... That's it. That could be questionable too, but yeah. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and there is some research that shows that coffee is actually good for your liver, um, right. which is kind of cool uh, for right. all the coffee drinkers out there. But yeah. that's the best takeaway from his meal. Whereas if he'd yeah. sit down and have a couple of scrambled eggs, maybe some spinach in there, some full fat cheese right. instead of this low fat or no fat cheese, he's going to have a ton of nutrition. Eggs are yeah. practically the most nutrient dense food on the planet. The spinach yeah. is loaded up with magnesium among other things which magnesium is used to fuel about 320 some odd processes in the body that one one micronutrient that one mineral is responsible for controlling that many things in our body you didn't get any of that from a donut or the cup of coffee I mean, so you got so you got the eggs and spinach, and let's just say coffee, and maybe I don't know some bacon. But then you got a donut or two. You just can't eat one donut, right? So one or two, if you're lucky. <laughs> and when you have the spinach, it goes with the breakfast, you know, scrambled. Some people put like three or four little leaves of spinach in there. And I think the way that you help yourself is you get like a two handful. or three handfuls, minimum two, whatever that pan can hold because it's, it's going to come over the top, right? <laughs> but you, you steam it, you reduce it and then scramble the eggs. Maybe, you know, whatever you want to put in there, mushrooms, onions, whatever. But yep. a good coconut oil uh, to cook it in, you know, something that's organic and and's got good fat in it. Yeah, right? and let's let's just say he had the two donuts, okay? Just for fun. Yeah. So right. calorically, we're probably fairly close those two diff those two meals because eggs honestly are not that high in caloric content right um they do have some fat which boosts it a bit uh and they also have some yeah. protein which boosts right. it just as much as the sugar does in the donut um we talked about the number of calories per 
macronutrient before. So we won't go into that. But let's say those meals are fairly close, right? In caloric value. Which one fuels your body for what lies ahead? The, the sleepy eye donut or the supercharging spinach loaded scramble? Well, yep. that's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it really? That's a hard one. Bordering <laughs> on the obvious. Yeah. See, the, the, the benefit of that that good hearty you know scrambled egg with spinach and a couple maybe ingredients added to that is amazing and what it'll do to fuel your body is incredible and i everybody's different but how much of that do you think is going to go straight to fat because the body doesn't know what to do with it i don't think very much right uh because or it just gets passed it, through right yeah 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 how, how much of it is um uh, glucose if you will how much glucose the glucose fructose does the spinach have you know uh Zip. what are we talking carbohydrate we're talking about the carbohydrate yep so so very Any little any that it has is also in the form of fiber, which really right. negates it anyhow. So yeah. net net carbohydrates. Yeah. Right. So just with that donut, spinach, egg breakfast juxtapose, that's enough of an example, I think, to give people an understanding of where you hurt yourself and where you can help yourself. Yeah, you know, just as another, I mean, even crazier example, if it's only about calories in versus calories out, then that tells me that you could take a stack of Hostess cupcakes, however much your caloric need is for the day. 2,500 calories of those. Let's say they're 100 calories a piece. So you got a stack of 25 Hostess cupcakes, right? I mean, every kid's dream. <laughs> That's your meals for the day. <laughs> Eat them right. wisely. Or you could have your egg scramble in the morning. You could have a big old salad at lunch. You can have a nice dinner, veggies with a nice hunk of meat and maybe some sliced up yams or something, you know, for dinner. And you mean to tell me, let's say they both come out to exactly 2,500 uh, calories. You mean to tell me right. that it's all about calories in versus calories out? I don't think so. I, know, I can't even begin to imagine to argue that. Let's say we're on a debate team. I have to pick one and you have to pick one. And we have to support <laughs> it. It's so the Twinkie the defense. Calories. <laughs> no, I, I just can't see how. And it kind of reminds me, I'm thinking about that guy who, who made that documentary on supersize. 
um, where he ate, I think, McDonald's for like, what was it, like three months or something? I don't know. And yeah. it almost killed him, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and yet there are some people that just eat Big Macs and they seem to survive. But who would want to do that to the body? And yet that's what we're doing when we're eating just processed food or fast food or, you know, sugary food. And we're doing it to, and we're slowly killing ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, you're absolutely right. But that also shows the adaptability and the resiliency of the human body. I mean, you can throw all kinds of garbage in it. And it's going to do its darndest to make it work. Even if it kills itself doing it. <laughs> Even if it kills itself. Almost, yeah. 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 And you think about, you know, what we do to our body that, uh, you know, whatever it is that we do in excess, you know, we're destroying organs inside, whether it's our lungs, our liver, you know, our kidney our brain we're destroying it slowly but surely you know you're absolutely right so the quality of calories might seem a little bit like just common sense but we want people to think about what they're putting into their body and we've said this before uh you are what you eat um garbage in garbage out all those uh, cliches and we just have to focus on eating right to help ourselves. Yep. Yeah, and you know, those are uh, somewhat of kind of cliche, but they're also very true. They really are. They're true. As simple as it seems, and maybe the, the conversation somebody might say, well, isn't that obvious? And I think for a lot of people, it might be obvious, but the discipline to say, uh, I'm not going to eat that donut for breakfast or those cupcakes, you know, or yeah. that processed fast food and really work hard on preparing good quality food with good calories to help your body to survive. Yeah. takes work and discipline and you got to just alter it and just say, you know what, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to do what's hard, not what's easy. And that's, we take the path of least resistance. And that's what a lot of people are struggling with. And there are consequences to that. So, And you know, I see this pretty regularly where one of the first things I do with clients is I work with them to figure out what it is they actually eat so that we can Mm -hmm. take a realistic view as to what they might want to change to improve their results, improve their overall health. And it's almost without fail that people believe they eat way better than they do. And this is a big issue. And this is why I don't even start having them change anything until we know what they're doing. Because I was working with a client, this was probably, oh, I don't know, six or eight months ago. And 
she was adamant about, you know, being really good about eating vegetables. Oh yeah, I eat vegetables all the time, lots of vegetables. And so I had her start recording her intake through, um, I, I have my clients use an app. It's called uh, My Fitness Pal, and it's it's put out by Under Armour. There's a free version. It does all the tracking you really need. There's a paid version too, but I never have them get that because it's it's information you don't even need. But that's just kind of a plug for that. It's a great way to to do this if somebody's looking to to track their stuff. It's pretty easy to use. So I had her start tracking that and it's like, then we started going over it at each week's session and it's like, okay, I don't, I'm not seeing all these vegetables that you told me you regularly eat. Oh, I have vegetables with every meal. And it's like, okay, well, let's, do you feel like you're logging your information correctly? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm real good about it. I do it as soon as I finish eating, I log the information. Well, there were no vegetables <laughs> almost anywhere. You know, the the days where there were veggies were the exception, not the rule. And it's, it was really really eye-opening for her and obviously an easy point to identify and to make a change. But People think that they eat more healthy than they actually do. At least that's my experience in working with a number of clients uh, that have this issue. That's a biggie. That's really a biggie. I, I think what we need to do in one of the next future um, episodes is to have few episodes where we say, okay, what's in your cupboard? what's in your refrigerator and take an yeah. inventory of what they eat. Now you're shopping, what's in your cart? How much of that is packaged food versus in some kind of fresh baggie just right from the vegetables, you know, or some good quality meat, you know? So that would be a, a fun a little mini series to do because well, they have a perception of what they're eating. Perception is probably like this one person. Hey, I'm eating vegetables. Okay, well, let's log it. Let's find out what you're really, you know, and that's, I think, how people measure progress. Yeah. The words are trying to come to my mind yeah. as to pragmatically or they're not equivocating in how they're proving to themselves and other people that they're eating properly yeah you know and then how is it cooked and processed right so anyway, it would be fun to do yeah and you know that's a really interesting thing in the dietary recall is that so many of the the nutritional studies mm -hmm. use dietary recall they use a food frequency questionnaire, an FFQ, to get the participants to list the food that they commonly consume. And right. I don't know about most people, but I know about me, it's like, I have a hard time remembering what I ate yesterday, 
let alone two or three weeks ago. I mean, I can't tell you that. And yet that's what a lot of these nutritional studies are based on is the information that's supplied by the participants on the food frequency questionnaires. And sometimes those actually are just a list of foods and it's how often did you have this and how much and once a week, twice a week, once every two weeks or whatever. And that is used to drive the statistics that come out and say things like red meat is bad for you. Right. Well, okay. But people weren't really followed around to see what they actually ate and how much. So yeah. it's just really interesting I, when you start tracking stuff. I kind of think that if you know what you eat, you can recall it for like the last month. That either means you're you've got a boring menu, <laughs> boring menu, uh, or you need you know you really need to kind of change it up. And I'm I'm thinking about myself. I I think I have a pretty boring menu because it's kind of pretty much the same thing that I eat. I'm trying to think if there's anything that's been packaged lately. What I have to do is go look in in my cupboard. Now living with a spouse. Uh, really eat some packaged food. No, we typically eat separately. As crazy as that may sound, I'm a bit of a food freak. Like today, I had to go into town and I, I picked her up uh, um, in an out burger, and I came home and had my salad, and uh, yeah, big old chunks of beet, beets in it that were just you know cooked. So you got to realize that what I want for me is different than, you know, what I'm going to force other people to eat. So it's, that's a whole nother subject. Yep. But you know, we'll, uh, I digress. So Marty. Frank. Uh, empty calories versus quality calories, right? Yeah. You know, the nice healthy meals we talked about versus the hostess cupcakes. You know, yeah. <laughs> if you have one takeaway, it's like, look at that stack of Hostess cupcakes and imagine the same caloric numbers in real food and try to convince me that those are equal. Calories in versus calories out? No, no, no. There's way more to it than that. Yeah. Way more to it. Well, I think our time is coming close. I I think uh, we were able to bring across our point. And uh, is there anything that we need to add more that would enhance what we've already spoke about? You know, I think we've covered it pretty well. I don't think we want to bore anybody with running back over everything. So right. we'll just... Uh, We'll just let everybody go in peace. <laughs> we'll let them digest. Yeah, we'll let them digest this. There you go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> it should be pretty easy to digest. Right? <laughs> yep. Because it was real and whole. 
Right. <laughs> Very good, Marty. Well, nice. viewers, nice episode. listeners, thank you for joining with Frank and I. It's our pleasure to uh, be with you on this journey. And remember that healthy living is a journey. It doesn't just happen at a point in time or over 30 days or 90 days or anything like that. It happens over an entire lifetime. And we encourage you to take any nuggets you may have gleaned from today's episode and, you know, add your own research on top of it too. What the heck? We, uh, we're more than happy to hear any comments or complaints or rebuttals or whatever. Uh, you may think of things that we did not think of, and that's okay. We're wide open to that. And we do thank you for joining with us and uh, hope that we will see you again next week. Frank, I hope you have a wonderful evening, sir. Likewise. Take care. Thank you. Yep. We'll talk to you later.